business. So we did it. We we yes. we ended the str- the strike. One hundred and forty eight days. I- <laughs> First, I, I will say two things. We didn't do anything. No, we you didn't. You and I, uh, I was going to say innocent, not involved, not innocent, not guilty. Zero. We are null in this scenario. And it's not over, over. I think the end is in sight. The paperwork's being processed, but nothing's like signed yet. They, they were back to work to, today uh, is, is what they all said so yeah they the they all said strike, they all uh, called you yes they called me on the phone uh they wrote me um <laughs> because it was the <laughs> <writer> strike. <laughs> they sent me a letter the first thing we can write after everything's <laughs> over we're gonna write a letter to one kyle springer sharing the important news <laughs> <laughs> Pulling out papers on my desk here. <laughs> no, uh, so yeah, they have reached a tentative agreement. Uh, they have voted on it. It sounds like they are yes signing it. So they they have like it's 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 in the like hey we are signing this thing tomorrow. You guys can go back to work. It's just it might not be like physically signed. Uh, that that day I saw. A, like even people like Paul Bay being like, I can go back to work tomorrow. I feel so happy. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't want to start a work week on a Thursday, even if I had been on a 148 <laughs> day strike. Like, can we make it Monday? please? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Um, yeah. That That's a weird thing. Since I'm not a writer, I don't know what the profet like. I just thought you guys sat at home anyways, working like on your thing, right? right I'm completely wrong. Maybe sometimes. I, I, I have no idea what that is actually like, but like, yeah. D- do they feel some type of way like, man, back to work on a Wednesday, Thursday? I would love to man. know physically where were our favorite episodes of TV written? Was the constant written in mm. ABC Studios or did you write that at a Panera Bread? Right. Yeah, that'd be inter- interesting uh, to 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 see. Yeah, like what is is there some like common thread for like episodes of TV that are considered really, really good? And like the lucky Panera Bread. Pe- right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is is there like writers who work in cafes often tend to write better material? Is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> a Starbucks writer watches a subpar episode of television and they're like, I know they wrote that in a coffee bean and tea leaf. Ugh, the coffee bean and tea leaf. Damn it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but that is only uh, one of the strikes happening mm-hmm. uh, right now. The actors are still on strike. Um, and so I don't know how long that will go on, but I imagine if the writers are getting a better deal on things and I feel like the actors shouldn't mm-hmm. be too far behind here. Um, mm-hmm. so exciting news. Yeah. The, hopeful the, times. At least. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they can at least write the shows. They still can't really film them right now because the actors mm-hmm. are on strike still, but, um, 
And then uh, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned on the show that the like video game voice actors and like motion capture actors, uh, they were potentially going on strike. And I saw something about they have now finally voted on that and they have voted that yes they can strike if they want to or if like if mm-hmm. the so hasn't happened yet they're not like it's official we're on strike but it's we have the authorization to do it mm-hmm. we voted on it stuff like that so i thought that was in- interesting Hmm. good for them for 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 getting some uh Good news. I'm happy all those writers wrote you and told you. They sure did. Every single one of them banded together in the largest writer's room in history. Uh, The biggest Panera Bread. Dear Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Kyle. Yo, Kyle Springer. (laughs) Yeah. Yo, Kyle Springer. How you doing? (laughs) We hope this finds you well. Everyone, welcome back to the Whatnots Captain's yes, Log everyone. number 253. My name is Kyle Springer. I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? We're joined by a special guest. Uh, it is oh. my 4K steelbook of season one of Loki. Look there at this go. shiny boy. That's this colorful. is my first steelbook. It's very go. colorful. I like that. The artwork is so cool. Mm-hmm. I was very happy that Disney Plus put out it's this. This is the first one that's physically out. Season one, season all of WandaVision is released in November. And there's something happened with the Mandalorians that I didn't look at that closely. But I gotcha. <laughs> but them too. They're also on the bus of a physical media home release and not just any. These very shiny, fancy steel books. I'm very happy to have this. That's c- cool. This is top of the episode business. Collector's item thing. Yeah. Yeah. Love to collect. What was the last piece of physical media you purchased of a movie or TV show? Um, oh man, it's been some time. I'm trying to think. Uh it may have been it may have been some of the Marvel movies. Um but I even then it was mostly phase one. I think I only had like a couple in phase two. Huh? I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's been a long, long time since I've like bought physical stuff. I've, I've had like physical video games gifted mm-hmm. to me for Christmas I, or, or. And I know stuff, your stuff focus like is the comics. You're constantly holding up a comic to show it to me. I don't think you've ever held up a, a box set of Blu-rays. Yeah, I do have some like I, I, I have the uh, I mean, I have all of the DVDs of Lost. Uh, I have Breaking Bad on Blu-ray. I have uh, the Dark Knight trilogy on Blu-ray. I have I've got that. a couple of those like early a- Arrow and the the, the Flash, um, the oh. CW shows. I have Batman. I have all the like Batman the animated series and Superman the animated series, Justice League, Justice nice. League. Uh, what was the next one they did after that? Unlimited. Yes, that one. Uh, I have all of Batman Beyond stuff like that super 
Superman the Animated Series never gets talked about. You mentioned it in a list of all these other DC animated titles that I feel like do get discussed as pinnacles of the medium. It's like Batman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, the Justice League's all classic. Superman was also a cartoon. (laughs) What are the strengths of Superman the Animated Series? Besides like picking up a train and leaping a building in one bound. It was kind of just more of the same in terms of like the, the Batman cartoon and the, the, the Justice just League with sunlight. cartoon. Yeah, just with Superman as the main character. And I think the 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 at least to me, the most interesting story coming out of that is the whole Kevin Smith, uh, like wild, wild west uh, they they do his his storyline with the mechanical sp- sp- spider, and then there is a like bystander on the the street who is voiced by Kevin Smith, and is like, I feel like I've seen this somewhere before. Wow, <laughs> I had no idea that was in Superman the animated series. Yep, that's in in in, in there, but that's kind of the only like cool. interesting fun thing that I know about that one. It's, <laughs> yeah. No, it's still good, 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 good. Like good it's to, it, good to hear. It, yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I did go to the comic book store today, so I did buy physical uh stuff. I found a it's Wednesday Wonder Woman comic that I've been looking for for a long, long time, and I know at at, at least for a while it was out of print. I don't mm. know if they ever truly brought it back in print. So I, I consider myself lucky that I found this one. It's uh, the Hikatea, the Wonder Woman, the Hikatea. And it's okay, uh, if, I've heard that if, name. If you guys, it's the like the cover is Wonder Woman's boot on Batman's face as he's like mm. on on the concrete uh, there. And it's just the artwork is incredible on that cover. Uh, but I've been looking for that graphic novel for a long time. And I, I saw, saw it and was just like, oh, I have to get this. This is amazing. So happy I found that one. Good. Indeed. Indeed. Melissa, what, 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 mm-hmm. what have you been up to this past week here? Uh, I accompanied my brother and sister-in-law to take my six-year-old niece to Disney on Ice. Oh, how was that? It was the first time for all of us. None of us had ever been to one of these Disney's on ices. There you go. I was never interested until my sister-in-law invited me. And then I'm like, you know what? I love all forms of live performance, live narrative performance. I bet I would be into this. Disney on the rocks. (laughs) (laughs) It was truly so magical. I wept. I I cried like a silly little baby. Children didn't cry. Parents of children didn't cry. This one lone 32 year old woman cried a lot. (laughs) That's cool. So Disney on ice. Like were they is this kind of like a medley of different songs and music and bits from the movies? What's there's different shows. This one was. Uh, a brief introduction by Mickey, Minnie, Donald and Goofy, uh, then an abridged version of Frozen, another uh, Mickey, Minnie, Donald and Goofy framing device. They're using their imagination. That's why they summon these stories. First, they want a cold gotcha. one and then they want a hot one. 
because the second half of the show is an abridged version of Encanto. And then after Encanto, then just like more like princesses come out, just like a smattering of princesses. princesses. Just like four. It's like we've got a Belle, an Ariel, a Moana, and a Mulan. <laughs> then some princes come out. Uh, Mulan's boyfriend, Lee Shang. Never thought I'd see that guy on ice, but there he was. Miguel from Coco just out there on his own. Just like some extra bonus characters who like don't sing their own song or like thrown out there at the end. It's cool. That's fun. But I know there's other ones that have different stories or that are more of a medley or have like eight stories in one. This is the touring production we got this time. I gotcha. I was really impressed. There are some incredible technical stunt work. True stunts in yeah. Disney on ice. I bet. Uh, they wheel out this like ice trampoline and like the guy playing Kristoff fully wearing his ice skates, like mm-hmm. jumps on it and like flips over the giant Sven, the reindeer. That sucker was huge. There's two full skaters standing up vertically inside of this giant Sven costume. It's like the size of a tank. And Kristoff like hops on the trampoline like flips over like just sort of does a tap on the back of sven and then just like flips over to the other side it's like that's oh. the olympics <laughs> that's there what it go. is but now you're wearing blades on your feet you have to ima- remember every time you see this they have n- knives on their feet right for Encanto, uh they light the ice on fire didn't know you could do that they like swab some alcohol on it and they light a ring of fire Huh, interesting, yeah. And in one of the numbers, they have these, like, just straps come down from the ceiling. It's in Isabella's number in Encanto, when in the movie she's, like, swinging around on a giant vine. This one strap just comes down from the ceiling of the arena, and she just loops herself in it. Just, like, one loop. Like, there's not a clippy, there's not a carabiner, just loop. And then she like they pull her up and she swings around and around does and then Mirabelle does it too. Work, yeah. Right. They're like holding on to each other swinging. It's Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey. But also they have to limp sync to a Disney song and they've got knives on their feet and they're like throwing flower petals in the air. Like this is That's incredible. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I briefly met someone who did the like aerial uh work and it was it was interesting because it was when i was in college i had to like get i I had to find a dance studio for a workshop that we could rent out and stuff like that and we found this one we went there we were like look we were told to talk to this person you know who she is and they're like oh yeah she's here she's in in the back there and yet we go in there they're like this big room and she's like swinging around up in all of these these things and just like spins down it's like but those are like those those was it those big silks yes yeah this was like one strap that's like an inch and a half wide Huh. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's like what your dad has in the back of his truck to just tie down a piece of furniture that he bought when he takes it home on the highway. It's right, like yeah, yeah. I can't express to you how truly slight and minimal the thing was keeping them up in the air 
from falling onto a giant plate of ice. That's so wild. <laughs> yeah, man. That, yeah, that's dead, dead. like that's that's some scary stuff. But it's also just so fascinating to yes. watch. Just be like, holy moly, this is incredible. How 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 did anyone figure out that that was possible for a human to to do right? And they just go around the country doing it at like all these different arenas, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. I was so impressed. I, I, when I was a kid, I feel like there were a lot of jokes at the expense of the ice capades. Sure. Like yeah. that was a lame form of entertainment. So I never wanted to go to one of these Disney on ice things as an, when I was a kid. But now that I've seen it, I think I'm in. <laughs> I want to go to so many more things on ice. I want to see more things besides Disney come to ice. What's an ice show for adults? The, the, not the like not Captain's Log on ice. <laughs> not like a raunchy for adults, but like, can I, can I see Les Mis or something? But you're wearing ice skates. There you go. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. I, I recommend it. We all uh, people of every age had such a great time. And it's so fun to hear like, just the pops from all the little kids when their favorite character comes out on the ice. Right. Yeah. Hearing all these little kids, people of all ages, I imagine singing, let it go along with Elsa. I, it really felt so special. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's cool. I, I did not do anything on ice, but maybe some of the things I did this past week were preserved in ice at one point. Who knows? Uh, my partner and I went to the Bone Museum. That's uh, right. Which I already kind of mentioned to you on uh, the Whatnots, uh, the Whatnots re review show. I was about to just leave it at the Whatnots, but this is the Whatnots. All of it is. Um, yeah, we went to the Bone Museum, family-owned and operated m museum. I guess the only one, the only like bone museum in the country um just just an in, interesting little fact that we got to see skeletons of all sorts little small little critters uh to fish to to big old cats we got to see like a a, a, a pug skull and, and oh. how how interesting that looked compared to like other dogs monkeys apes we got to see big like dolphins and whales uh elephants uh giraffe skeleton they had it all they had all sorts of stuff bats and birds and yeah Man. it was good it was fun it was just a little small museum um it, it was kind of just one big room they did have an upstairs that had like a loop around uh, but the whole thing was just open air. Um, looks like you're potentially looking at pictures of it. I'm assuming I'll, you. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I'm looking at. When you mentioned this on the review show, you said that you got a pressed penny with yes. a giraffe skeleton imprinted on it. Today, I was listening to one of my theme park podcasts uh -huh. and somebody was talking about how they love pressed pennies. And there's a website called pennycollector.com where you can find a list of every pressed penny machine. Oh, so I went, they have it organized by state. I went to the one for Oklahoma. I found the page for the Museum of Osteology, and I can see pictures of the penny you got and every penny that is available 
at yeah. that particular penny press. Yeah, the, that's wild. These are the other spots. These are the other spots in Oklahoma City where you can go get a pressed penny. Do yourselves a whole pressed penny crawl. You can go to the American Banjo Museum. Yeah. The Bass Pro Shop on 200 Bass Pro Drive. Exhibit C, Native Gallery and Gifts. Frontier Mm -hmm. City. National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum. The Oklahoma City Zoo. The Oklahoma History Center. Quail Springs Mall. The Blue Zoo Aquarium. Science Museum, Oklahoma. And finally, Skeletons Museum of Osteology, which you've already crossed off your list. Yeah, I've 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 been to the aqua the aquarium, um, the one that you go back get a there, penny. We, yeah, did not do a pressed penny. Uh, I think they, this sincerely sounds so fun to go on a pressed penny crawl. Like I've got one from every place in my city. Like to get a pressed penny from your own hometown sounds so cute to me, and I want to do it. Right. Um. <laughs> The gift shop was even selling these like it looked like a like a smartwatch band or like a Livestrong band kind of thing. But it was a holder for the pressed panties. So you could like stick it in that and it would it would like sit on on your wrist like a watch or something there. I thought that was interesting. But yeah, it was good. It was fun. That's that's what we did this weekend good use of a weekend mm-hmm. indeed indeed melissa we uh yes. we have some 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 things to discuss here i so i i just have to i had this on the uh list of things for us to talk about i think last week or the week before and i just didn't get to it but we are so close to 666 subscribers i wrote this down on youtube i you wrote did? this down i noticed it you you thought you typed this these words i, I typed because this has been on my mind <laughs> as i was like we are so close and so i like i saw it on there i was like oh yeah i forgot to talk about that last week no, okay I, well, i'll mention I, it this week <laughs> i you're the person responsible for posting and and checking on our youtube page but i take a look at it every once in a while and I did notice we were at 663 subscribers. And then I yes. told my roommate about this approaching milestone and she also subscribed. So now we're at 664. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we are so close. Uh, and with Halloween coming up with October right around the corner with a Friday the 13th also right around the corner. Like, come on. Yes, we, we need to hit 666. <laughs> Do it for Hellboy. Hellboy yeah. will get us there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've I've been like, I've been like, when's it gonna happen? When can I make the post? When can I take the screenshot? And that's always the like iffy thing. Cause once you announce like I'm so close, you, you don't like maybe we get a, a handful of other sub- subscribers, right? That like j- jump in on this, but if I don't catch it at the right time. I'll missed it like two, mm-hmm. like six, six, seven. That what? No, Ugh, that's no fun. <laughs> right. So anyways, we are close. That, that, that was mm. one of the first things that I had to mention. <laughs> Let's draw a circle and summon two more subscribers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Go uh, go. If, if you are already a subscriber, go like kidnap your partner's 
phone, subscribe them on their account, or, or get your mom to, subs- to subscribe to, to us, right? This happened Something. to me recently. <laughs> Remember when I told you I went to go see a one-man show put on by, like, a, an acquaintance that was yes, all about yeah. how his parents did these really elaborate kind of mean pranks, April yeah. Fool's Day pranks on him as a kid? I was sitting in the audience next to his wife and, like, nine-year-old son. And his son's got a YouTube channel where he just puts like one minute, like little cartoon videos that he makes. And he's telling me about his YouTube channel and asking me to subscribe. And he has like a weird name and I have to like type in a very specific, like the entire thing. If I leave off the, I won't find it. And he just grabs my phone out of my hand and clicks subscribe for me. Like, good. Now you can watch all of them. God, I I, so I know that. So there's nine year olds out there with that like and subscribe hustle going on. God, I like that's the thing, though, like even for us, the whatnots, we have the custom domain on YouTube that we have the whatnots. Mm. But we st- like you search whatnots and like and it's still it's, it's the still funk band, the, the funk band. Yeah. Yep. This is what and my roommate find found. I had to remind her to put podcast at the end of it. Yeah, yeah, you have to do the whatnots podcast, and then it comes up. And even then, it's all like old episodes. It's never our new ones. It's never our most popular ones. I just I don't get YouTube sometimes. I'm just like I tr- I try and figure out how this works, and it's just the whole thing is a mess. It's a nightmare. I don't understand it. But yeah, I know that that life. Please go like, share, and subscribe, please. Anyways. Can I ask you, while we're on the subject, while we're on the subject, how often do you like and, like, do everything that a YouTube video tells you you're supposed to do? Um, for me personally, I'm a lot more selective because I tend to watch a lot of the videos that are in my like I've subscribed to mm. all of them. I want to watch all of that uh, of them. Um, not so much nowadays. It, it's a, it happens less nowadays that I watch like all of the stuff, um, but I have to like the creator. I have to like multiple videos of that creator and I have to like like right like i have to be able to find their stuff useful uh-huh i don't I, I but that's still super vague i don't know what that means and i i've now tried to like i try to expand my horizons but i just i don't want that feed just so just swamped with stuff that i can't find mm. videos Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm I, real selective with who I subscribe to. I I check. This is I don't do social media, really. My YouTube subscriptions page. That is the thing I check like five times a day when I'm mm-hmm. antsy and just idle with my phone. I go to my YouTube subscriptions. Right, page. And just see like, hey, has so anyone I've, put out a new video that I like? Right. So I, I, I check it often enough that I can keep up. I feel like I can have a large list of channels I've subscribed to and I won't lose stuff. Uh, but I think it's so odd that if you would like like to post on Facebook that shows your support, but it's not like there is a catalog, at least not one you easily get to. That's like, here is everything I have ever liked. When you like a video on YouTube, it goes into a playlist 
right there on the front of your account of stuff you liked. And every single video asks you to like it. So I'm like, if I played by these rules you've set up, there should be no difference between my watch history and my like playlist. Really? Is that how you want this to work? But that's also how they have their like watch later button. So like if you're doing some deep dive on creators you don't know and topics you don't know, you can just be like, that sounds like an interesting video. Watch later. Oh, I'm the master of the watch later. I've I really maintain and monitor my watch later playlist every single day. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because I I don't really I I tend to not like like hit the like button. Yeah, as as much. But I will subscribe. And that to me is like, yes, I like your content. Let me get all of your videos and not just like the one but i know that that also doesn't help like i know the uh other end of i also make videos and if it doesn't get likes then they don't recommend it as much or if it gets like un- unliked and stuff it stops recommending it and all sorts of I, stuff so it's just I, like I, ugh, I, the whole thing at the hustle. end of the year for the last three years and i'm going to continue it i do make a playlist of these were my favorite youtube videos of the year like my favorite ones from different channels I subscribe to really cool one-off ones. I stumble across. Mm -hmm. I do this. Like I make my top 10 movies of the year list and I am starting to use the like more for that. So I can keep track of things throughout the year. Uh, But I think it's funny that I watch, I'm way more engaged with YouTube than most people are, but I still cannot check off every box that they are asking me to check off. And I will watch like eight hours black screen rainstorm noise to like go to sleep. And you turn on one of those videos and it's still like, like, subscribe and hit the bell. Like, I do not need to be notified immediately when black screen eight hours rainstorm noise. Video. Yeah, they're all the same. There's varying degrees of thunder, sometimes deeper blacks. Here's also something that I don't like. So we have a second TV in our living room that's right in front of our fireplace. And we'll do something similar as where we will put a like fireplace, like 10 hour 4K fire video on on that screen. And it feels like we have a fireplace in the living room there. And we have found a particular fireplace video that we like we like it has the right like it's not too zoomed in but it's not too zoomed out it's not right it feels in proportion to your fireplace it feels like it's a real size yeah but then also like we found videos where they like obviously did something to the footage to like extrapolate frames like they only shot it in like 24 frames a second but they somehow tried to up it to 60 and like used the the like editing software to be like how about you just make up what you think it looks like in between all of that stuff and it's just like this looks weird i don't know what's happening here but we found one that's just like this is perfect but because we've watched that and we've watched a few other fire v- videos, right, it's trying to, like, 
oh, you you want to see this video from yes. this other channel and this and that. And it's like, no, all yeah, these I, are terrible. I just want this one video. I need That's YouTube it. to understand where it's for stuff like that that is purely like, I need this one banal form of ambience. I need one rainstorm video. Yes. I, you cannot stop. Stop giving me more. I don't yes. need them. I've got and, one. An <laughs> option to like, hey, like, keep this in my like recent history but also don't use this as a recommendation yes. thing to change up my algorithm mm. um because i had something like that on my amazon thing i bought a christmas gift for my old roommate yes. he was a packers fan and i bought him like a green bay packers like something uh, and then it just kept suggesting like, oh, you like the Green Bay Packers. Here you go. Here's all the Green There's... Bay Packers paraphernalia you could think of. And I'm like, I don't need this. I don't want this. Yes, this happens to me constantly. I need every site like this has to have a button where I click it and I say, don't act like you know me. Pretend you never saw this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think Amazon did have an option that I could eventually go in and be like, hey, this was a get like this is not mm. for me. So don't recommend me things mm. based on mm -hmm. this. But yeah, they need more stuff like that. Um, for sure. For sure. Uh, ice cr cream. Yes. You have a question or not a question. Hot. Off I, I have presses. a question. Fresh off the ice. Melissa, you have a, a question about ice cream. <laughs> it It's my office's 50th anniversary this week. We've been in office for okay, 50 okay. whole years. I'm learning all sorts of things about our history I didn't know before. I, there's these these two folks in the office who seem real chummy. And I thought, oh, they you know, they're old friends. They've worked here for decades. Just learned today they are brother and sister. <laughs> Oh, now wow. that I know that, <laughs> like, right, I see it now. They do look alike. She, she must be married. She's a different last name. I never. That's what I was just this. thinking. I was like, but wait, wouldn't their last names be the same? No, wait, no. what if she's married? And so she has a different. I gotcha. OK, yeah, that's I, wild, though. <laughs> true revelations. But we've had all of these like spirit week activities for the anniversary. And yesterday we had a Sunday bar brought in mm -hmm. for like big, like two gallon tubs of various blue bunnies we could pick from. Uh, and they had a Neapolitan and I went mm -hmm. for that one. And I was thinking. We just made Neapolitan as like a culture decades ago, and we've never really messed with it since. It was a big mistake. <laughs> do you like a Neapolitan? No, because I do not like strawberry. They ruined okay. it with that. I, <laughs> but this is my question. Why is it just these three flavors that get to be in like a side by side? Why isn't there? OK, I get if you have two flavors, you're going to you might swirl them together. You might have a chocolate vanilla marble rather than a chocolate vanilla side by side two face Harvey Dent. <laughs> <laughs> but there's never been other options it's never like you can have chocolate or vanilla or banana or chocolate or vanilla or mint or like <laughs> they don't they never played it up we've got one stripe flavor that's it 
Nobody they else thought, tried to make another configuration. They thought they peaked. But they did. And not. I don't know if we have. I don't know if we have. And this is yeah. for all the ice cream innovations. No, I have not seen other store bought tub ice creams with other configurations of stripes. Nobody's tried. All right. This is half a peanut butter and half a caramel and half a, and I, not and, and a third of vanilla. Pretend those fractions right. make sense. Give give me we like just stopped dark chocolate fudge, chocolate chip cookie dough and mint chocolate chip like all in when I, I, I would die happy. Just I can like, imagine oh, that once you add bread. mix ins, maybe that makes it more difficult to have like the three like even like sides, you know, the like the stripes and the French flag. So maybe they're just plain flavors and you don't have a chocolate chip or cookie dough in there. But still, there's a lot ben more to Jerry's do. Could uh, do, do it. I can figure it out. They, there's other things like a core. Ben and Jerry's has a core. Where it's like it's cheesecake flavored ice cream with like a core of like cherry pie goo in the middle of it, you know? Yeah. But and I think there's like sometimes you see those fancy gelatos that have like vertical layers. Mm -hmm. No, nothing new in the horizontals. It's just chocolate, vanilla, strawberry for Neapolitan. And I I want to see us mix it up. I want to see us add a fourth stripe. 2024, add the fourth stripe. What what would you add to that to mix it up? Then what is the fourth strike? <sighs> I think it, adding on to Neapolitan, you could do a banana, and I know just a straight banana flavored ice cream on its own is not common, but I think it could mix well with these other three flavors. You throw in a peanut butter flavored ice cream again. One. You rarely have just peanut butter on its own without it being the base for a cookie dough or something like that but that would work yeah another fruit flavor a cherry or something yeah there's room try to do something like if i'm if you actually want like like a a variety right you have the chocolate you have the like uh, plain vanilla which is the like default the control I get not to say that it's boring because I the like control, a good yeah. vanilla, right? But it, it is the like, vanilla is standard. a flavor. Yeah. Uh, then you have the fruity flavor. What could you do mm. something that's more of like a nutty flavor, like a like a coffee yes. or a like, yeah, on the, like, just like some other kind yeah, of like a nut, like an almond flavor. Or, That'd yeah. be good. Pistachio. Another I know thing. Is popular. One. Spumoni. How? Thank you. How could I forget about Spumoni, the other stripy ice cream? I don't. What is Spumoni? Spumoni is an ice cream. It's also stripy. This is. Uh, it's made with. Oh. Uh, okay, so it's a mo- Spumoni. It's not really a flavor. It's like a dessert. It's like an ice cream dessert. But it is typically chocolate pistachio and maraschino cherry. Oh, see, yeah, that, that's not far off from like chocolate I strawberry could, and right, uh, like mint or. But yeah. I feel like pistachio, spum- yeah. sp- I've had spumoni in restaurants. I think this is why I forget it because you don't see a lot of spumoni like in your grocer's freezer. You get it at, at the end of a meal at the old spaghetti factory is when you encounter a spumoni. 
Huh. I've never heard of this. Get yourself to an old spaghetti factory then. Go I, try I've, it. I've, I've been to a spaghetti factory, but I, I just. I, was it old enough? It, it was old. the ancient spaghetti factory um i don't know like i i I just did not know that this was a thing okay so i there are two there are two stripy ice creams but here's another one of my questions is that once i once i make my sundae i've got my neapolitan ice cream and my various toppings i mix it up a little bit and i'm like if they served mixed neapolitan where it still tastes like vanilla and chocolate and strawberry but they're not separate stripes they're all mixed together and it's like a dark mauve color all uniform would i still buy it is it the flavors or the stripes that people really like about neapolitan yeah because that that is one of the things i don't like about that ice cream is as it starts to melt all of those flavors start to mix and mm. i'm just like i don't want the strawberry to mix with the chocolate and the vanilla <laughs> I, I like the chocolate and the vanilla but i don't like the strawberry so it feels weird <laughs> would you try a neapolitan if it was like this is fresh, totally real strawberries. You can see like little bits of strawberry or something in it. Is it like the approximation of the strawberry flavor that bugs you? Uh, no, I like strawberry flavored things and I, I could eat the ice cream just fine. Um, I, I'm, I also just don't like the idea of strawberry milk. Like it seems okay. wrong to me. <laughs> Like it, 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 it's it. God hates strawberry milk. Um, I don't know. It, it, it just it, it seems wrong. I, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like the combination. And so this just seems like cold strawberry milk. <laughs> you as the Ian Malcolm of strawberry milk of flavored milks walking in with your leather jacket. Like you asked yourself if you could. You never asked yourself if you should. And right. then a, a whole test Humanity group of children too far. A whole test group of children are like, no, they should. We love the strawberry milk. We're drinking our milk now. Vitamins. <sighs> Evil has crept into this world. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I think we will take a quick break for some housekeeping. And when we get Mm. back, start talking about uh, some things we've been watching, uh, some TV shows. You have an artist on on your cinema corner. Uh, I have a movie about an artist. Yeah, I I don't know what's happening there, but (laughs) we will be right back. Here at The Whatnots, we make multiple different shows, and a lot of hard work goes into making them, so we would love it if you check them all out. If you enjoy our shows, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to show your support. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes, and at our $3 tier, a Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout-out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, Thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. 
Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, head over to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. We are back. Once again, a big thank you and a big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We love you a lot. It means a ton. Thank you. We appreciate it. Over on the Pilots Club this past month in September, we watched Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. But Melissa, we are about to get into spooky season here, and we've already been talking about some Hellboy comics, which is what we did this past week on the review show, Hellboy Volumes 4 through 6. Uh, so go check that out as well. But what are we doing on the Pilots Club this month, Melissa? We are talking about the amazing screw on head. This is a pilot for an animated series that was never picked up. So this was just a half hour animated special. It might have aired on the Sci-Fi Channel. I forget how exactly it came to us in this world. But it is based on and animated in the style of a Mike Mignola comic about the amazing screw on head, uh, a government operative with a head and body that can screw on to different parts. <laughs> he screws yeah. his head in all sorts of new bodies, can infiltrate anywhere. There you go. He, he is the fourth stripe of the Neapolitan ice cream. Screw himself <laughs> into that situation. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, especially since we've already been talking about some Mike Mignola stuff here on uh, or on the review show. So we're excited about this one. The amazing screw mm -hmm. on head. Be on the lookout for that in October. Uh, already mentioned Hellboy over on the review show. So last week right here on this very show, Melissa, you started talking about this fantasy movie league that you're 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 in. You got just submitted. My draft sheets. is in. Oh, OK. Yes. Good stuff. Uh, so do, do, do you have like, is there ch ch chances at all that things like won't be accepted that someone else already has a thing or. No, like you don't like have no? to have a unique uh, draft to anybody. There are duplicate. There can be duplicates and you answer some like tiebreaker questions. Sure. Uh, yeah. Which is like. Across the entire Oscars ceremony, how many times will somebody say the word Barbie? Mm. Just random okay. numbers like that. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. But yeah, go go check all of that out uh, oh, right here on The Captain's Log. We have some good fun times here on this show. Anyways, that's about it for housekeeping back to the second half of this show let's talk about some things that we've been watching here the first thing that i want to mention is the continental melissa we were both super excited for this episode one is out right now you can go watch it i okay. kind of forgot like when exactly it was coming yeah. out so i didn't watch sometime it sometime in september yeah, I knew it was at the end of the month, um, but yeah, it, episode one is already out. Episode two will be out on Friday, uh, okay. and the third and final one will be out uh, the next week here. Uh, I have seen the first 20 min minutes of the first episode. Have, have, have you watched uh, no, any of it yet? No, no, I put, 
I put my peacock on pause for a little while. Mm. I need to reactivate it to watch this. Uh, I think you should, because even oh, in the good. first 20 minutes, they had a fight scene that was I was like, oh, yes, I am in. This is awesome. This is great. Um, that the actor that plays a young Winston, there was a moment he was having a conversation and he had a certain mannerism to the way he spoke in which uh in in which you you would hear ian mcshane maybe fumble over a word in in a certain way this actor was doing the same thing and i caught it and was just like that sounded just like him oh my god that was that was amazing um so yeah it it is stylish uh, but that's only the first 20 minutes. So I'm excited to see what they do for all three episodes uh, and stuff like that. But I I think we should do a spoiler cast for okay. like, once they're all out and we've watched it. I, I, I think we should we should t- talk a bit about it because uh, it looked real good. It looked good. So, OK, I'll get on that's that all I have to say on that. But good. There you go. Uh, you Melissa, also wrote down that you've been watching something called Unicron Warriors Eternal. Oh, I spelled it wrong. It's Unicorn. Oh, OK. <laughs> I was going to ask, isn't Unicron a, a Transformers? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was a typo. Unicorn Warriors Eternal. Have you heard of the, of, of this show? Is this an adult swim? Yes, it was okay. a it's a fairly recent adult swim show. I think uh I mean there's only one season out so far uh which wrapped up a few months ago. Um so uh, yeah, it, it's just pretty in, new. Just interjecting to say Unicron is like a planet. He's like the ego the living planet of Transformers. Uh, uh, I am Unicron. I think I remember uh, this because it was the most expensive toy that my brother wanted one Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I want a unicron. A what? <laughs> um, yeah, this is the newest cartoon from Gendy Tarkovsky. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I saw clips of this because on my 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 ex account. Sounds weird to say on my old twitter uh i saw i i follow a number of people who were into like tsunami and adult swim and all of that that, that stuff so they were always talking about it and i saw some like pictures and the artwork was like that looks really cool i i i want to know more about this and then once i heard that it was a new tartakovsky show i was like oh all right, I'm in. Like, mm-hmm. I, I say no more. I am so hold. Melissa, this show is fascinating. <laughs> I I have one more episode. I like. I have the finale to watch, which I will watch immediately after recording this. And so far, I would say the story is actually kind of whatever i i'm I'm Mm. not a huge fan of what is exactly happening plot wise but the artwork alone is phenomenal and 
if you are an animation nerd, if you are a big anime fan, if you are like an early Disney nerd, this is going to set off all kinds of like bells. And it's like it is how early Disney. What are we talking about here? The character designs and inspirations come from all over the map. There are characters that look like they could be one of the seven dwarves or Pinocchio. Like they have that style of animation. Or or I'm looking at the show now. Yeah, I get what you're talking about. But then other characters look like early like Osamu tezuka like astro yeah like early manga uh there is a in in, like this elf character who basically has the exact same outfit as uh cyborg zero zero nine i don't remember the Mm. creator's name of that but that's like an early manga um there's stuff that like okay like this background character looks like they could have been like in towns of uh power puff it's just this mix of all of these different animation styles and techniques all in one thing just to make this this wild looking eclectic mix of characters and places and location and effects and it's 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 a fascinating watch to say the least um so yeah i i highly recommend it it's good stuff it's good good to know for sure um but yeah that's what i've been watching that's on max you guys can go watch all of season one uh right now hopefully that'll get a season two down the road because i uh I mean, I haven't seen the finale yet, but I'm I'm hoping there is more. So, that's a, yeah, it, it, it's like it, it's it's hard to describe specifically. Like, there is a character that's a robot that also kind of has that like use of flat colors and dark blacks that you might see in a Mignola comic but like the group of characters together feels like a D&D campaign good yeah like it it's interesting it's it's fascinating i yeah go go check out unicorn warriors eternal Nice to know. Merlin Thank you. is in there. Morgan Buffet is in there. Cool. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. What have you been watching, Melissa? What is this? Uh, Cassandro Carvaggio. Right. <laughs> Those are two separate entries, but I thought it was fun I, that they sort of rhymed. Uh, Cassandro is a new movie. Out in theaters. Uh, I hope out in theaters near you. It is a pretty small release. I got out of work early last week because one of our major softwares was down for scheduled maintenance. And Mm. once it goes down at like three o'clock, there's not another thing I can do. I just have to be done for the day. Yeah. So I took advantage of that early afternoon. I'm like, I'm going to go to a movie. And I go to see this movie, Cassandro, at... Plaza Frontenac, which is the local fancy mall, like the fancy mall, like sure. its anchor yeah. stores are a Saks Fifth Avenue and a Neiman Marcus. 
Like, I have no hope of buying anything in this mall except for the movie ticket and popcorn <laughs> in this, like, little art house theater. And I go in and it's, like, so charmingly old fashioned. It's got, like, the old fold down seats. It's mm-hmm. real small. Uh, I was the only person in the theater. This is the Amazing. second time this has happened to me in, like, the last handful of months. I've gone to see a movie entirely alone somehow. This is interesting. I'm looking up pictures because I had never heard of this at all. I did not know what this is about. It's Uh, beautiful. To be a story about like a a drag queen Lucha Libre thing. Okay. What's happening? Uh, This is not drag, but. So apparently in the world of Lucha Libre, there are this this class of wrestler called an exotico who are these sort of flamboyant, sort of feminine and gay coded performers who go out there with the purpose of the big, burly, like more traditionally masculine luchador wrestlers to beat them up and win as like fodder for the crowd. Yes, it's like part of the kayfabe of the whole thing. This is a recognizable part of the story arc of any luchador match you would go to, it seems like. Mm -hmm. And Gail Garcia Bernal from Werewolf by Night plays uh, a a, a lower time luchador wrestler who is gay and sort of uncomfortable with the image of the Exotico. And he's like, you know what? I want to be an Exotico. I want to do that, but I want to win. Are we the first Exotico to actually be taken seriously as a fellow wrestler on the same level of the Lucid Libres and win? So it's about his journey, training for that, designing mm-hmm. his costumes, putting his makeup on. This movie's got it all. It's beautiful as a sports movie, just sure. watching all of this wrestling happening. And it's so stunning and graceful. And it's not like, about that it's they never call out any like one specific move anybody is doing there's never really a twist of anything one specific thing anybody does in the ring so the fact that it's all like this stunning work of athleticism in front of you but that's not the story what they're actually doing it's like right, yeah. that underwritten almost like that's that's so impressive that they're doing all of this and that's not even what the story is it was just about him uh, having this identity where he can be more open. He can be himself. He can sort of be this this symbol for the community. It's based on a real guy. Yeah. Cassandra was real in like the the 90s, I think. And he's got so many cool outfits, not just the flashy outfits he wears in the ring as Cassandra, but just like the T-shirts and shorts that Gail Garcia Bernal is wearing around the house. Or like such a great 90s time capsule look. Yeah. The movie's really sweet, really fun. I had such a great time with this. I love just hooting and hollering there in the movie theater alone. The poster is is really interesting. It's it's him like sitting on in the corner mm. of the ring, like on on that top rope, has his legs crossed, but then is in this like super duper long. Yes, I guess it would be a trench coat, but ends up is 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 just like this 30 foot long blue, like bright, like teal blue, like like peacock feather tail. Yeah. Yeah. 
He wears stuff like that in the movie. It looks great. This was all around an excellent time. Uh, I really encourage folks to seek it out. Yeah, interesting. It it looks like it's also on Amazon Prime because it's an Amazon original, but it is Mm. in select theaters. I I saw it in one of the selects. Cool. Interesting. Did not know that that was even a thing. Uh, I also watched another uh, weird gay movie about a real guy in Caravaggio. D- d- I, is, does this have anything to do with the artist? I, I don't know if the artist yes, was yes. or not. I, I don't. I well, I don't know any facts of his life. <laughs> I just watched this one movie, which is very dreamlike, uh, and so I have no idea how much, if anything, is based in true fact, or if it is all an extrapolation, an imagining, it- a fantasy. Because I, I could even see it be, being like, can we take his paintings and weave a story through them to? No, no. I'll. This is what like it that. is. OK, so I signed up for a month's pass to movie M-U-B-I, because mm-hmm. that's where I could watch uh, Park Chan-wook's latest film, Decision to Leave. Oh, have you seen that yet? Yes, oh, yes, I, I already watched that. I haven't seen it yet. Get, and I want to watch it. Get, okay. Get movie for a month. You can get a free trial for a month. You can watch decision to leave. You can watch a number of other real film nerd pictures that they've got sure. in their catalog. I'm stumbling across stuff I've never heard of before. The love witch is in there. You can watch right? the love witch there. <laughs> awesome one. I think I might've found some other weird, small movie we've done on the review show before. There's interesting stuff in movie. I recommend it. Cool. Okay. But I stumbled across this movie I've never heard of called Caravaggio, uh, which is a movie from 1986 in some way about the life of uh, uh, Caravaggio, the the old painter. But the reason why I watched it is that it is the first on screen appearance of Tilda Swinton. I'm like, okay, I would like to see what that is. So this movie is about Caravaggio, the painter. Uh, It's told sort of out of sequence out of time he's like on his deathbed and he's thinking back on his past and he who else is in this sean bean a very hot young sean bean from 1986 he plays this like local boxer prize fighter in the abstract pseudo italian place where caravaggio lives Mm -hmm. and he starts using sean bean as a model he it's very hot he's paying him in gold coins and while sean bean is like in this sort of battle pose posing for this painting caravaggio is throwing gold coins at him and then he puts the coins in his mouth i think partially as a way to like sort of uh restructure his jaw for like the mouth open like action pose like a way to like hold his jaw open while he's being painted but also cool I'm wearing like a little loincloth. I don't got pockets for this money you're giving me. I'll put it in my mouth. <laughs> it's just a mouthful of coins. And then his uh, lover is Tilda Swinton. The two of mm-hmm. them have a sexy coin scene. <laughs> but is it a pressed penny? That's what I cool want to know. <laughs> they're, like, they're both lying in a hammock. They're covered in coins. They like kiss a coin between their two mouths. 
It's incredible. Why was I never told this scene existed? A hot Tilda Swinton, Sean Bean coin exchange. (laughs) But then Caravaggio, like he, he he starts painting her. He has a crush on her. It's the sort of love triangle thing. Um, It's, it's such a quietly like weird movie. So Caravaggio is on his deathbed and his sort of like, apprentice ward who he adopted is like they're caring for him in his final days uh there's not really like i don't know how old caravaggio was when he died but there's like not old age makeup on him so the main actor playing caravaggio looks the same age through most of the movie and i don't know how close those events are actually supposed to be to each other maybe he did <laughs> die at like 40 i don't know when he's like right. 72 <laughs> same actor <laughs> But there's a scene where he's like lying there on the bed. He's sick. He's coughing. It's so clear he is near death. His apprentice and and this preacher are like both crying over him. And the preacher's trying to like hold a cross and give him last rites. And Caravaggio's internal monologue while all of this is happening, he's just disassociating and remembering a hand job he gave a guy once. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is, uh, I, I can tell it was a lower budget movie. And so there's zero exteriors. It's not a bottle movie. Like oh, they move from place to place, but it's entirely like interior rooms, which gives it this really odd, uncanny feeling. It's set in like vague past times. But there will suddenly inexplicably be these anachronisms like a guy just has a calculator. (laughs) Not an abacus, like a calculator calculator. Suddenly one character has a typewriter. One point, like Sean Bean goes to confront Caravaggio and Caravaggio is just leaning against a truck. He doesn't drive the truck. The truck's not part of the scene. There's just a truck there. That does really remind me of the love witch then because it's like is this in the 1960s the 1950s and then it's like here she is in her toyota corolla from 2009 (laughs) right it's like what what is happening i this was a a really at one point it's like new year's eve it's 1600 and Caravaggio is like drunk and he's like 1500s gone. It's time for the 1600s now. And it's like a wild New Year's Eve party. It's it's cuts to this so suddenly. And then it pulls out when I say wild New Year's Eve party. It's him like standing on a table yelling. One guy just riding a horse in circles in the middle of the room. And then another guy like playing a musical instrument with a mask, like a skull mask on the back of his head. Just prancing around. It's Here. it happens so suddenly. It's so funny to see a character like rollicking drunk so hype for 1600 like forget 1599 that year sucked i've never seen a historical new year's eve celebration like this beyond like a 20th century time piece where it's like in boogie nights when it goes from the 70s to the 80s or something i've never seen this time period represented as a wild new year's eve party everything just happens like so abruptly it's beautiful like it's a really sort of sumptuous film 
even though it, it's pretty low budget, you like you can it's still got an air of lushness to it. Mm, really strong yeah. performances. Tilda Swinton looks directly at the camera. L- l- not like on accident as like a statement. She's so intense. Tilda Swinton truly arrived fully her, formed her on screen from the, 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 the office face. Just she, she has this like cloth tied around her head the whole time. She's like a, a peasant woman and they're going to some big party because Caravaggio painted uh, like one of their friends as a, as an angel. Uh, so he's going to go reveal this angel painting to like his his sponsors at the church, one of whom is uh, Michael Goh, the like Alfred Pennyworth from the Burton and Schumacher Batman movies. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him in a lot of things. He's a delight. It was great to spend time with him That's in cool. this movie. Uh, so they're going to this big party to like reveal this angel painting and everybody's going to get dressed up and Caravaggio has bought peasant Tilda Swinton this like beautiful like big puffy sleeve dress and she puts on the dress and she like takes her head cloth off and this like long like red hair cascades down and then she just stares directly at you as some sort of power move that's funny I'm looking at the the picture of of her like she just let her hair down yes. she's in this dress yeah um that's inter- interesting uh you the, the, there's some things you said that yeah are just are surprising of like he's lightning on a truck interesting i don't know what's happening with that but when you said that it's mostly inside that tracks with me because most of caravaggio's paintings were like he never really did landscapes but he still had mm. these like really lush lighting like yes. indoor lighting from like a single source from like a single window so it it, it was these like v- v- very deep blacks um the the painting that uh is in lost in uh ben's mom's church the doubting ah. thomas that's a caravaggio um one the if you've seen the one of uh forget there's the like woman beheading yes, the guy yes. while he sleeps the, he the did judith that. beheading um, holofernes yeah uh he did that like he he like he's one of my favorite yeah artists he's got in general re- i don't know much about him but i just man his stuff is just gorgeous to look at i i i know some things about paintings i'd love to learn more that's one of my before I put on the eight hours black screen rainstorm noise, I will watch a YouTube video just taking a real good close look at an old painting. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I truly learned anything about Caravaggio, the man. Still not sure how much of this movie was factual. I don't know if he did like throw a bunch of coins for Sean Bean to stuff in his mouth. <laughs> Boy, what a wild ride. I thought I was in for this like period piece drama and it is that but it's also just like horny and weird (laughs) in a really fun way i had a great time i gotta seek this out in another format because i'm not uh i like movie but it's a like 13 dollar a month subscription and i'm not gonna pay for that consistently i'm gonna see if i can find an old dvd of this movie right yeah add to your steel book collection there now <laughs> <laughs> 4k caravaggio 
Good stuff. That's interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, cool. Well, I say we kind of wrap things up right there and end the podcast on that note. Uh, so, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? I still can be found on the accounts I have. I don't post much, but send me a message. I'll respond uh, on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. Uh, and if you're playing the Vulture Fantasy League movie draft, look me up. My player name is Paul GM Hottie. There you go. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. Uh, if you want to stay up to date with all the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots at most social media places. Uh, if not, and just at The Whatnots official. Go like, share, subscribe. We got plenty more videos. This has been number 253 of the Captain's Log. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.